1: Fox, you Once round again we go. Number three, so,
2: Bronze star. Bro- yeah, Bronze Medal. And uh, definitely one of the uh, more higher profile games of the year. One which uh, I played around once and do want to go back to again. But uh, we'll see if I can't get the mods working with it this time. Because uh, that would be... The Bethesda Not Bugfield game of Starfield. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) I know it's a shock, isn't it? You say you say Bethesda, and you expect a bit of a train
1: wreck to begin with. You expect a perfectly balanced game where nothing can go wrong, as absolutely uh, the spiffing Brit would say.
0: No,
2: yeah, I. So, Starfield was an absolutely humongous game. A game in which I maybe explored anywhere from a quarter to a third of the galaxy on my first playthrough <laughs> and it, it it really has all like it has a lot of the same hallmarks as a lot of the previous um Bethesda games. So you know who you are, this creator character person who has some kind of backstory that you could decide. And you can play how you know how you want to within a certain framework. It's not quite it's got the um, the complete freedom as some of the others, some of the other games do. There is no full pacifist route. In fact, I don't think there is any pacifist route, or at least any non-killing route if you want to do most of the stuff. But it's got it has. But it's like you know you are Mister or Mrs. or. Dems is a space person who has touched a mystical magical artefact and now you can go through and figure out what these artefacts do and then when you complete the game and you get to new game plus mild spoiler alert you already know what these magical mystical artefacts do and you can straight up tell the people who you work with in the first game that exact fact if you encounter them and they are all there (laughs) yeah so it's again kind of following along with the theme of sort of your um, sort of Sonic-y review where it's like hey the first game the first time round that's you kind of playing the game but then you get into it again and then there's extra layers of the game where things are different now such as characters being replaced, or even perhaps meeting yourself. <laughs> if you're, uh, <laughs> if you're unlucky, you can end up with a um, very uh,
3: different playstyle.
2: But yeah, it's, I was uh, gonna say you're
3: not, you're not gonna turn in, uh, like, be your own, your own grandfather or something like that.
2: <laughs> no, there's not quite anything like that. Uh, <laughs> Time paradoxes. Think, time, <laughs> yeah, no time for, no, yeah, no. It's it's a uh, universe hopping. So sometimes you might find yourself. Sometimes certain characters might be a bush. You know, there is a tree now. Because why not?
1: Okay, <laughs> interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of variations in that. Uh, but, yeah, so there's a lot of there's you got kind of the, um, if you've played like any of the other fo- if the fallouts or anything, you kind of got some basic you know, weapon and armor crafting um, the fact that you can build your own bases and ships the shipbuilding is a lot of fun if there are some slight issues in the way things want to connect rather than how you would like them to connect but I've seen some amazing recreations of things like from Millennium Falcons all the way up to giant, like, planetary crackers.
3: Has anyone done f- a Unicron yet? Uh, ooh, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, just a, a giant robot planet. Just <laughs> wandering through space. I mean, they probably could. I mean, there
2: was a fun part when people realized that the best ship to make was literally a hollow cube. Or <laughs> <laughs> Also the Borg. It's a, well, Borg with a
1: big hole in the middle that everyone shoots <laughs> for and misses. Yeah, no, this, this happened in another game where the reason it works so well is the enemies will aim for the centre of your ship. So if your centre of your ship is a giant hole where nothing is, then it's just like, okay...
2: The exploration, you know, it's a kind of a shame. The exploration part of the game is probably one of the weaker parts of it, which is as was it like they they started to reply to a bunch of their comments, like saying like oh, it's a bit boring, and they were like, well, when you know people went to the moon, there wasn't much to do up there either, and it's like, well, no, but I'm not on the moon. I'm on I don't know where am I? I'm on Mars or I'm on a planet three stars you that they
1: were pretty busy when they landed on the moon oh no
2: they were pretty busy yeah no but yeah it, it's a game that could have definitely done with a lot of refinement but in the first playthrough i did as much as i kind of could i found a lot of the side quests definitely not all of them because like i said i didn't like i like i went bumbling around like you know the the mainly populated area of the world map but the amount of times you run into the same base is quite laughable with like almost the exact same spawns you know opening one locker and going oh there's someone's keeping cheese in their locker okay that's fine and then I go to another base this guy's also keeping cheese in his locker universal cheese grommet universal cheese but uh, but no it's it's, there's a lot of fun I mean like you get a jetpack I don't think there's any game that isn't improved with a jetpack. I
3: mean, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of... Uh, a yeah, same. There, but... my, my
1: first thought was Halo Reach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, mean, no, I mean... that was kinda... still improved with the jetpack. <laughs> yeah, mm. The jetpack doesn't work very well, but then again, I did have quite a lot of lag when I was last playing it, so... Mm. Uh... Yeah, the,
2: co- the code for multiplayer or co-op
3: there is a little bit... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of another game that might have had a jetpack in it. Uh, Duke Duke 3D. It's <laughs> <Just> like that <laughs> a jetpack. That had a jetpack, but that made the game
1: easier at least. <laughs> I for some reason the only other one I'm thinking of is
3: Diddy Kong in Donkey yeah. Kong
1: 64. That jetpack's horrible. yeah. Oh,
3: but yeah.
1: It
2: you could definitely stand for more refined maps but some of the storylines are absolutely amazing like you can go from uh, fighting basically aliens from alien to infiltrating a pirate smuggling ring and you can do it all at the same time or one after the other you can be a space cowboy lots of fun there kill some corrupt people with a total immunity. But yeah. Actually, I I some people had a lot of fun with the characters. I chose to be an introvert and just basically ignore the characters other than when they were needed on quests. They didn't seem entirely valuable to me. People have been saying that the middle ladies used them as like pack mules though, which was something that I definitely probably should have done. <laughs> Goddamn carrying everything around.
1: Yeah. It's always one of the things with Bethesda games. Like you want to hoard everything, but yeah, you have a carry like, limit.
2: Yeah, you have a carry limit. It, it's like there, there's a junk, se- there's like a junk section. So you know what is actually junk at least. But yeah, then you get to a point where it's like, but these are these are crafting materials. I need all this iron. I don't know what for yet, but I do. But yeah, I mean, it, it could have. It's like, if the map, if there was less map, more refined. Uh, so perhaps some vehicular transportation, I would have loved to have seen because like they talk about these wars with like the aliens and the mechs and stuff, and this like genetic stuff that's all been outlawed. It's there's like a lot of cool lore there as well because I also you got like the the vanguard, which are basically the home police and the space cowboys were two like factions fighting a war against each other you get to hear out all this kind of cool stuff that I would be kind of nice to have played through but it's still so you still get to fly around space and shoot spaceships build your own and that's really kind of what the fun part was for me so the fact that I got to use a space revolver at the same time a great bonus I think that's a uh, starfield for me for number three.
3: turbo how about you well that's a uh, one uh funky future that you've gone gone through yeah. uh with uh, starfield however you know with with me i like i like a little bit more cyber in my funk uh, and uh you, you're seeing where i'm going with this yeah no anyway. i think i've already figured yeah. that one. yeah so My number three is uh, a game I've been waiting for for a long, long time, and it was worth the wait when it finally released this year, Bomb Cyberfunk. Yay. This game is Jet Set Radio 3, or Jet Set Radio Beyond, or Jet Set Radio Future 2, or whatever you want to call it. It is a Jet Set Radio game through and through and yet it introduces a couple of new things here and there but the soul l- literally the graffiti soul of this game is entrenched with the jet set radio uh, mantra and template of like game di- of its uh, you know design map effectively now one thing i will criticize it now, granted, I think this is because of the team. It's I think the team is set. It I uh, I think Team Reptile is set in a Euro- in Europe. I think in in a European like country because the city's name is New Amsterdam, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, <laughs> it's like, hmm. I'm looking at this new amsterdam i look at that level layouts and it's like these are pretty much jet set radio future level designs <laughs> to a certain point yeah I didn't... we
1: can't say it's set in neo tokyo because then the sega lawyers will come after well, us
3: well granted i mean they could ca- they couldn't even say it uh, they couldn't even call it tokyoto which is what they called it in the original game but then they obviously changed it back to tokyo um and future um, But, uh, no, this uh, this setting uh, for it is very similar to some of the... Especially the the Jet Set Radio Future level designs uh, is very reminiscent of that. But it does do something better in it that is different to how those Jet Set Radio games were played out. It has a story. And an interesting one at that like you start off as breaking out of a of a police kind of like uh uh like a, a police station that you were held up on and then suddenly you it it uh spoilers in it like but this is like it within the first 10 minutes of the game your character's head gets chopped off Ooh, and it's like okay oh Shit! <laughs> it's yeah, like, and you
1: somehow <laughs> survive.
3: Yeah, because afterwards you get your head gets replaced with a robotic head, and uh, you still play as that character. And you just, you know, you you then go on a uh, on a on a journey to reclaim, uh, or like, claim the rest of the city as your own by co- by how they call it, going all city. Uh, I use the quotations mark here because. I think the term's just a bit dumb. Uh, the things that, like, it's like going all city. It's like, okay, <laughs> it's a bit dumb that. But um, um, but uh, the the team the the team that consists of uh, three characters initially obviously um, goes on this kind of like story to find where the guy's head is because they know who cut the head off. But then you want to know answers for it and get an understanding of it, and um, yeah, it, it it like the story it, it it actually is much more fleshed out than the stories of either one or two of Jet Set Radio, because uh, the stories for those ones were just very basic. You were just basically having gang war, uh, gang warfare between two uh, between multiple gangs across multiple regions of the city and just, uh, and then you were to get, like, little story bits of, oh, one of your teammates have gone missing, you need to go find, find them, and, uh, you have to beat more teammates, uh, team members uh, of, like, rival gangs to, uh, get answers, and then do and blah, blah, blah. This one actually has an overarching story where it starts off with a hook to then lead you through the rest of the game, and eventually it has a conclusion it actually has a, a decent twist why wow, your head so, is so precious yeah like it has it has a twist to, uh, that i wasn't really thinking about you know until it came to it and it just hit me like a t- like hit me in the face like a fish um it's just like whew, all right wow all right we're going with this and uh one other thing is that i that was interesting was how they uh, incorporated certain levels um between between like gang like rival battles um where in jet set radio future uh there was a very there was uh like the final boss effectively in jets of Radio future ha- had you set in this like alternate kind of like reality and whatnot and you are just get, you know you're grinding up all these kind of like random bits of uh you know level placement geometry and stuff like that whilst in um uh, bomb rush cyberpunk they actually take that concept twisted it even better and have multiple like different layer like layouts of these kind of, like, levels. And it's, like, gravity defined stuff as well. So it's, like, really ingenious kind of, like, ways of introducing, you know, out-of-this-world kind of, like, level designs in between the the regular kind of, like, um, uh, levels of the game. Like, you know, the regular kind of, like, open area kind of, like, stuff. Yeah. So I thought that was really good. And that, obviously, it helped in terms of, like, building on the story as well because this in these kind of like uh uh mind levels i, I i'd like to call them it is uh the main character going through these uh, like levels getting to the end and reminiscing or remembering a, a, a memory of um uh, of his head. Like you know, like that's you know, that's part of the the robot head's memories and stuff like that. it's interesting though. So.
0: Put it down, let the Upload to the main I'm on the it. I see my people stepping it up now. no wasting time. We got the crew, ready for the
3: Um, but gameplay wise tight just as tight as like uh, Jets of Radio Future like it is what I was wanting in a successor to Jets of Radio Future it, it keeps that kind of like uh, fast pace um, and fluid kind of like gameplay style but add in a couple of new things including uh, a booster pack where you can utilize that for jet uh, for like uh, instead of like um, uh, what was it, in Jetsuit Radio Future, if you had enough cans, you can use, uh, you can use a good portion of your cans for a boost, and it didn't really make sense how you were doing that, but with, uh, Jetsuit, uh, but with Bomber Cyberpunk, you have a boost pack on your back, that makes perfect sense then, so now you have a reason why you have, you can boost and whatnot, uh, Whether it be a, a short burst uh, while in midair, or 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 like um, or, uh, to do it like a double jump, uh, because that's another thing you can do. You can do a double jump in the game. So that's really good. Um, and uh, it's not just limited to uh, skates this time around. You can skate uh, with uh, rollerblades. You can skate with a skateboard is something uh, new, and you can also uh, ride on a BMX, uh, uh, you know, a cycle and do tricks on like that. So really, now granted, in terms of like, gameplay, it doesn't really change that much, but at least you've given the option. Like, oh, are you sick of riding, you know, playing around on skates and whatnot? Okay then, have a bike. Oh, you don't want to play playing a bike? Here's a skateboard. Okay, here you go, Tony Hawk. Here's your skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I can understand. You'll find something for you, yeah. yeah. So, really and honestly, I, I had a blast with the game. I'm just... Uh, I just wish I... I played it on, on Switch. Uh, because that's how it was initially revealed to me. It was like revealed during uh, a Nintendo Direct. Um, but it's been out on PC. It came out on PlayStation uh, as well, um, and I I am intrigued to go back to it and actually going to get the platinum on this because I was that in- invested in in the game that I feel as though I want to go back and get the platinum on the on on the PlayStation. I um I don't know whether or not to do both the PS4 and PS5 or just one of them. I think I might just do one of them, and I'll go for the PS5 version because um, uh, it's it they they're not tied um, like there's not cross-platform uh, purchase or whatever so it's just gotta be either one or the other. Also, supp- I've already bought it already on Switch. I'll just buy it one more copy on like PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, I, like deba- I like it's supporting. I like supporting. Yeah, I was gonna say I like supporting indie devs. But not so like at most two times. I've done that with <laughs> uh, with uh, Shanta, uh, where I bought like one version on one format and one and another on another format. A
1: digital and a physical version. Or worry. sometimes
3: like that. Sometimes like that. But most, time, most times when it's like it's only a digital version of the game, I'll buy it on at maximum two times, like two times, if it's uh, uh, a digital version only. Um, but no, this this game is really good, and if you've been, ham- like, harking at Sega to say, oh, come on, do another Jet Set Radio game, come on, I'll just, I'll just turn your head over to the left and show you Bomb Rush Cyber." and it's like, there's your Jet Set Radio game, go fucking play that! <laughs> Part of my language, but, <laughs> like there's your jet set radio game you have it now go play that and that's my number three bomb rush everyone who's
1: played this has loved it from what I can tell the only reason I've not done it is because I never finished jet set radio and I want to finish that first
3: I mean you don't have to play jet set radio A- any of the jet set radios I know to- but I, I, want, yeah, to yeah. I want to because I started finish it, to it off.
1: yeah Yeah. i started it i'd like to finish it
3: i started but uh, you started so you should finish
1: If you're done, I shall get on with my number three then. Yes, go ahead. So my number three is my remake for the year. Now, honestly, there was a lot of competition this year for a remake. I probably could have made a top five remakes of this year. But I had to go with a variety of criteria. I had to go with which ones did I enjoy the most, which ones improved upon the original game the most, and one other factor for me was basically how much value do I get out of rebuying it. Now there was a couple that, I don't think there were any that were disappointments. There are a couple that were good but didn't really wow me for the improvements. But there was one in particular where honestly I think you could basically have called it a re- like a, from, not quite from the ground up remaster, but a proper remaster to solve issues with the original and give you something more. And while value would be debatable because I got it for free, because I owned the original already on Steam, I do think the price of the unit on consoles is also worth it. The other important part about it was that I uh, didn't know it was coming. Uh, it got released on the day it was announced, which was the first day of a convention called QuakeCon. So, hmm. my number three is Quake 2 Remastered. Now, some would argue it's not a remaster, it's just a port. I would disagree, certainly for the console versions. PC version is always going to be a bit iffy, because, yeah, people have been updating. I mean, they... Before they did this, they'd already done an RTX lighting upgrade for Quake 2, but I think they do a lot to improve upon the original with this. So first big improvement, they give you a new item to start the game with. It's a compass. That might not sound that impressive, but uh, Quake 2's maps aren't amazingly designed at times, so you can get lost, and the compass is a really good tool to help with that. This is especially true during the expansion um, packs Um, and in fact they've added a new tutorial in which shows you how useful it can be by going, hey see these ten portals, nine of them lead to death, one of them leads to the way out. Use the compass to figure out which one. Fair enough. Speaking of the expansion packs, the two expansion packs for the game are now free. I. Ground Zero and The Reckoning, I believe they're called. Um, Opinion on how good they are varies from person to person. I think one of them is pretty good, the other one is okay. Um, But they introduce some new weapons, some new gimmicks, some new enemies, one particular one that people hate because it keeps summoning other enemies. Uh, But, you know, they're now free. So if you didn't have them before, Uh, You now do now and also it updates the enemy AI that was put into those games into the expansion packs into the base game This is both a blessing and a curse because it makes one enemy much harder, but eh. Uh, Next it includes a free version of Quake 64 Which is running in the same engine The only issue is that it's also using the Nintendo 64's original Graphic settings for
3: the um, textures, so it looks pretty nasty. So they didn't do a Doom 64 where they um, redid the lighting en- uh, light engine and everything like that for the game. So
1: the lighting engine and the m- so it's all updated to the same standard as the um, as the other. Uh, as the main game and the expansion packs it's just they've not updated the textures i don't know if that's just so it gives it it, you know the original n64 feel or whether it's just it was a bit of an afterthought but if nothing else i'll give them credit for game preservation because this is the only way you're going to play the n64 version now probably and it is a different game it's not just a port of the base game because the n64 couldn't have handled that So it is actually a different game with a couple of familiar locations, but, you know, it's a nice addition. You know I think that's I think all of that's really good it justifies you know a HD remake so it's kind of nice they added something else as well a brand new expansion pack with a quite a big chunk of levels it is called Call of the Machine and it can it's it's really interesting because it has kind of six mini episodes that are all accessed from this like hub world where you technically are deploying different soldiers to different areas where you have like a three to four stage mini set of levels. All of them have secret levels in it which are like, I think the best way to call them is uh, murder holes where you just get given loads of ammo, loads of enemies and get told go nuts. What's really interesting is all of those portals are the portals using Quake 1. And this is the other interesting bit about this expansion pack is that it ties the story of Quake 1 to Quake 2, which is quite big because they're very, very different games tonally. So it's a really interesting thing, but yeah, our whole new expansion pack with very well designed gimmicks. This is by a lot of people considered really good. Each of the things has like different style of play. There's one that quite starves you of ammo throughout the whole thing. There's one that the first weapon you get is a BFG, and it just gives you loads of ammo and enemies to use it on, which is great. Um, and they introduce some enemies from Quake One as well, as a little bit of a uh, pullback, let's say. So yeah, um, I think this is, out of all of the all of the HD remakes, this is definitely the one that a improves the most. And B is just the one that I've, I can go back to, and just go and have a bit of fun for a couple of hours. Now, admittedly, I understand a lot of people criticise Quake Two because it was, for a lot of pe- pe- people, the beginning of the brown era of gaming. Let's call it the yeah, realistic grungy style,
2: the bring back blue skies movement. Period. Yeah.
1: Um, and actually, the the new expansion pack actually does quite a nice job of making some kind of nicer looking environments. Uh, One of them you actually go into like a temple but it's all blues and greens and like fluorescent crystals so it's quite nice. Um, But yeah this is I quite enjoy Quake 2 as a game. It's a fun little game it requires a bit of skill I'm going through it on I think I'm going through it on hard difficulty at the moment. I don't think I'm I think I was a bit ch- too chicken to do nightmare, but you know, I can go back and do nightmare another time. But yeah, this is a brilliant—you know, this is this is how uh, you know you really sell a remake is by going look, here's everything you could have possibly had with it, and you know, here's an extra little treat. Now, to be fair, these levels aren't scrap levels; they are designed from scratch by the studio that's done the port. Um, and there's a nice little touch that all of the soldiers' capsules are named after some of the dev team. So, you know, it's a really nice touch. But yeah, I I think if you... I mean, if you owned Quake 2 on Steam, you've got this upgrade for free, but this is also available on Xbox and PlayStation. Probably Switch as well. I didn't think to check that, but... Yeah, if Switch can't run Quake 2, we probably should be concerned. I think it's available on there. Quake 1 definitely is. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they released on the Switch as well. Um, and also, one thing I do like is, unlike uh, the Doom one, Doom uh, remakes that they did, you don't have to be signed into Professor.net to play everything. just you just need it for the multiplayer, which fair enough. Um, oh, yeah, and I think you can play the entire game through on co-op as well, which
0: <laughs> great.
1: So yeah, uh, my number three is. Quick 2, that is my remake for the end, trust me it had some stiff competition. with that we come close to the end but did we want to do any quick honourable or even dishonourable mentions if you wanted to (laughs) Uh, I've got a couple of names I can throw into the
2: jumbled hat there one of which was the other remake which was uh, again it was more of a port I guess close to that line of uh,
1: Ghost Trick because that was this year I'm surprised Metal Gear beat that one for you
2: I, it, I, 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 I. The thing was that they're so, they're both so very different. Yeah. In no, start like like that. Ghost Trick is exactly a port of the original game, but but like graphic uh, higher resolution and a sliding block puzzle. And mm. I think the audio player. It's still the exact same game, and again, it's a case of bringing it out of the depths of obscurity because it Cat, was Capcom
1: a... are pretty okay with that I mean look at all the Mega Man re-releases I mean yeah, I don't know why it took so long for Ghost Trick that thing came out a while back I think it was is there enough audience I think was the big thing
3: well I mean it's done by a member of the studio that was Pro- proliferant with the uh, with another series that's owned by capcom i believe it's the same director who is behind the ace attorney series yes yes yeah it is so yeah. it's only because of that affiliation that obviously it got this that release. yeah
1: i i think i would agree because a lot of the promotional material was from you know the designer of ace attorney it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, though on the plus side, I think by the time I got around to playing it again, I'd forgotten enough of the puzzles that it was at least a little bit challenging for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of agree with that one, actually. Uh, otherwise,
2: I, there are games I still want to play that are either lined up and downloaded and ready to go or just are a bit expensive at the moment for me. Like got uh, Lies of P, The Souls-like... Uh,
1: yeah, that's on my to-do list. Thing. I haven't actually bought that yet. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, there's Atomic Heart for other reasons. Uh, Armored Core, and uh, again, not not from from the creators of Souls like or Souls games uh, from Soft. I've always wanted to try out their mech games because I played Chrome Hounds, which is another piece of
3: probably lost media at this point. Oh yeah, I like a lost Sega game now.
2: Yeah, way way back. Oh, back on the 360. Yep. Uh. Uh, so and yeah, but so Armacor is obviously they're more mech, uh, further towards the zone of the Enders than realistic style of yeah. Uh, you're right. At least on that, at least at least on that scale, from <laughs> walking tanks. It's, to, yeah, it's to, it's
3: very action heavy for mechs, so it's like yeah. it's uh, it's obviously uh, reminiscent gun- reminiscent of a Gundam, uh, yeah, than anything else.
2: Yeah, I think you kinda of got your chrome hounds, then you go to up to armored core, then you go towards your Gundams, and then you kind of get your Zone of the Enders at the far end of the scale when <laughs> you're flying around in space like that.
1: Another Konami, yeah. <laughs> One.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, as of dishonorable mentions, uh
2: Ark Survival Ascended. Is oh the new the new Ark. The new Ark. They said, like, hey, yeah, it's a new game built from the ground up with all this stuff. And it's true, there are some things that are really much better about it. Except that all of the bugs that were in the original game release still seem to be there. (laughs) The bugs that have been patched out since then. And bugs that are still in the original game are still there. And it's like, oh, like I'd always been saying that that game needed a ground up rework. And we were thinking, awesome, here it is. And it turns out, no, it's just a slap of shiny paint on the current game of, or the old game. But in some cases, it's worse in PvP. There's like much. It's much more glitchier and like abusable system. may more abusable systems.
1: Yeah, you so, can't afford that in your PvP, can you?
2: No, especially when you have like these big official servers with massive, uh, mega tribes, as they call them, that own like basically entire servers. So, yeah, it was a shame because it was like we thought it was what we were going to want, and it turns out, oh no! And then it, it kept being delayed on console, and I have no idea how they're going to do that, keep that running, because the, the end result they're hoping for is cross-platform interaction whether or not they can actually keep it up and keep all the versions in line, we'll see.
1: How about yourself, Trevor? Well, have, you,
2: have you finished
3: Shadow Fox? Or yeah, you... i
1: finished at
2: work. Yeah, that work. What do you mentions Because
3: strap in, <laughs> yeah. we got a long <laughs> list of here. Okay, I'm going to be trying to be as fast as possible. Oh, you see, we already talked about that. Yep. Just, uh, that's in my honorable mentions. Project Zero, main, uh, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. It was a, uh, a, a, a game that never got the Western light of day for the longest time, only until this year where it got a a uh, re-release for modern systems and stuff like that but more importantly a western port of the game um, uh, for the UK and uh, UK, Europe and US under the Fatal Frame banner of course Um, but a couple of other other titles here quickly we want to go through. River City Girls 2 that came out in December of 2022 obviously. within our kind of like time scale for yep. our games yep. years really good uh, successor to the game uh, to the original river city girls just obviously um you know um, came out Deep. of my you know top five because obviously it's just like other games yeah <laughs> other games yeah <laughs> other games. too many games um, <laughs> too many uh fitness boxing fitness north star i thought it was cool. hilarious yep. it was a hilarious little game uh, nice little fitness thing and whatnot I wish I could have uh, kept on working on that, but of course, so many things come to uh, yeah take over. Um, the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. Nice oh, little, yeah, yeah nice that little fun. Uh, there was pseudo, a lot of Sonic like, this year, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a lot of Sonic. There was, yeah, <laughs> everyone thinks, oh, it's like we don't get enough Sonic. You had a nice Sonic this year, okay? Stop <laughs> complaining. Um, and uh, that that was a nice little side game. Um, I would say in the form of a visual novel kind of like style game but it, it wasn't really too meaty and whatnot. it was just like nice little fun thing, just, it was supposed to, I would think it was supposed to be released on April Fool's but it came out the day before uh, so, so it, I, it still, was I still class out. it as an yeah. April Fool's game Really, it,
1: it was meant to but I think there's, there's some restrictions you kind of can and can't do with releasing games at certain times so in order for it to be
3: available for April Fool's Day they would have had to release it on the 31st mm. uh, Bayonetta Origins uh, razor and the Lost Demon uh, that came out at the start of the year as well uh, not many people are going to be talking about this game because nobody cares about it but I thought it was a really good game I thought it was a nice little side, side series to the original Bayonetta thing. definitely I liked it a lot more than Bayonetta 3 I'll tell you that much uh even though i had this year <laughs> no bayonetta 3 Is... came out last year was it last year yeah it, that was <laughs> in my top five that was like low top five it was it was, yeah. it was october last year so more oh, the right, end yeah. Point, like, but... yeah but no um bayonetta origins came out in january i think yes that sounds right um and that and funnily enough that was teased in bayonetta 3 but i never got to that part because Pain. Free pissed me off so much that I didn't go back to it and try to find that. Um, uh, Turbo Overkill. Uh, <laughs> many people think, "Oh, it? Turbo! It's got your name in it." Why yeah. right? you, you it in top five? No, 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 no. It's a boomer shooter. It's very difficult. I had fun, but it's like the same as like uh, Doom Eternal, where I'm like. Now, granted, I had Doom Eternal in a top five uh, like two years ago. And whatnot, and the only reason why is that I didn't really play that many games. But I played so many games this year, <laughs> things had to be dropped and whatnot. Uh, and uh, but it's a really good game. Granted, it was a early access game, but I didn't play it until it it had its 1.0 release, which was yeah, this which year.
1: we count if you know you either have its early access release or its 1.0 release, as long as you don't put it twice.
3: Yeah, aye. Um, but uh, no, it was still. It's still a good game. Go play it if you, uh, um, you you like your boomer shooters, and whatnot, fast-paced action. Sh- uh, you know, first-person shooters. It's, it's definitely in in that same genre. And the most surprising one here, that I think a lot of, a lot of you people will obviously think that I'm crazy that I don't have this in my top five: Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Is that an honorable, or dishonorable one? The well, it's an honorable mention i mean I, I don't have a dishonorable mention i liked all these I, games no i don't fair. have any dishonorable games like these these are all games i would have loved to have in my top five but they just they all just got bumped off yeah that's good whatnot if i was doing a top 10 i would have a good majority of these games in here the only games that i probably think would not cut uh, be in my top 10 would be fitness uh, fitness uh, boxing river city girls 2 and um, the murder sonic the hedgehog yeah that's fair. yeah like all the other ones i would have put in a top 10 of there don't know where it would be the order but <laughs> all of have that to worry about that yeah <laughs> yeah they they are i had enjoyment with it T- tears of the kingdom i thought it was a really good game it was just the the building mechanic obviously was the downside for me. Like, I don't have the creativity to be making shit. So, Fair enough. It's like, I don't like Minecraft. I don't like this. <laughs> it's like, I don't like this mechanic. Stop making me build shit. And I don't want to it. like <laughs> Well, he's just crazy enough to just go 100%. Now, granted me, I did 100% the map, and yeah. I got all the Korok seeds. But I have not gone out of my way of killing every single boss enemy in there, like every single Talus and every (laughs) single Lynel and every single thing and getting all that, no. I just got the Quark Seeds and 100% of the map and went to every location. That's it. That's all I've done. That's all I care about. And I've done that now, so, boom. Anyway, um, but that's my uh, honorable mentions, Um, like, quickly going through there. There was a lot this year. I I was very surprised. This is probably the most I've played for the longest time.
1: A lot of my honourable mentions are ones that it's a case of I haven't played enough of it, not because I don't want to, but because I have not had the time. The big one is Baldur's Gate 3, because you okay, need man. a lot of time to play that, and I have not had it. Um, but on top of that, uh,
3: Mario Bros. Wonder probably
1: wouldn't have made my top five, but it's still
3: good. I forgot to say, Wear... I've... I, I've forgot to add mario wonder as well because i only just started playing you've only just started and, it, yeah, yeah. I right, so i agree i again honorable mention i'll, I'll agree with that
1: yeah warrior where move it i've been waiting for the sequel to smooth moves i have not had the time to play this yet uh... and it's just like ah, <laughs> i need time um and sticking with the ds disney illusion island i haven't found time to play it yet i've bought it i've had it since launch Not played it. Um, What I have played and completed and missed because it was on a remake list. Advance Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp. Good remake, good remaster. Um, It's a couple of small niggles. I, I think the graphics aren't as good, as expressive as the original. But I've had fun with this and I've had fun playing multiplayer with a random genius. Metroid Prime. I think a lot of people are surprised this wasn't my uh, remaster for the year, but I actually don't feel this was quite as good as the Wii version. For mostly minor niggly reasons, but yeah, that's why it didn't. Well, Quake I also think was a much better pack, remaster package, to be honest, which is why it lost out. The other one from last year that I was sure would make my list and. Quake just beat it out was Crisis Core, which released back in January. Uh, no, December of last year.
2: Yeah, um, just barely got great to have your
1: list last year and this year again.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: honestly, this would have beaten this would have beaten Metroid Prime until Quake Two came along. Quake Two just nicked it. Um. And there was a small indie game that almost made my list. This is my number seven, is bro Um The main reason that won't get kicked down was because I found a free-to-play game that gives me a same kind of gameplay, but better. Oh. Um, which if you listened to my um, show last week, uh, or two weeks ago, whatever my solo show was for gaming recommendations, Hollow cure which is a free-to-play twin-stick shooter, and I think it's slightly better than Brotator. So if a free-to-play game beats it, then... Yeah, it got an odd And I think I'll leave it at that. That's not an extensive list by any means. No, but oh, still good games and something we can definitely recommend. And unfortunately, I think the first part of my next year is... I mean, I've already got two Emasters I want coming out next year. So that's going to be fun. hmm <laughs>
3: I have got a couple of games in my radar for the start of the year as well, so yeah. I'll like start with this uh, for the following year. Uh, it's it's already started, so yep. I Yeah. I mean I'm kinda of surprised at how blank my head is right now for games. <laughs> <laughs>